You're listening to the Loose Cannon Comics Podcast. Check out Loose Cannon Comics on Instagram, SoundCloud.com, and iTunes. Also visit our Loose Cannon Comics YouTube page. Now, two men... No, I don't want to read Say it. And now, two men who have no idea how to please a woman, Tony and Eric. <laughs> Did you see what Cam Newton did uh, last night? Was it or two nights ago? His 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 uh, anti-female response to a question. What anti-female response to a question? Do you know? Yeah, who, people. Hold on, Tony. We got to give Tony a uh, man card alert. Tony, do you know who Cam Newton is? I've heard of him. No, no. I want to guess. You guess <laughs> who Cam Newton is? What team? <laughs> He's a does, football player. What can? What team does Cam Newton? Oh, who play the fuck for? knows? I don't know. The, Just the Seahawks. That's uh, that's Russell Wilson. He's also he's also brown. You're close. Um, he plays for the Carolina Panthers. I wouldn't have had that one. Okay, both both fucking great athletes. Wouldn't so what did he one. do now? He it up to play, but uh, a female reporter after the game asked him a question. It was a lengthy question, and she's like, uh, "Devin Funchess, he's been doing really good lately with his tough routes, doing his blah blah blah." And he was he I see that he's been doing some truck sticking lately on his routes. And uh, doing much better. What do you think about that? And, and uh, Cam just started smiling. He's like, and he's like, it's always funny hearing female reporters talk like that. Oh, and uh, that that didn't go over too well at all. And Twitter just like shit on him, and and uh, all the all the outlets just are shitting on him right now for like you know throwing it back to the monolithic era for uh, females. Yeah, you can't and, uh, really uh, you really can't uh, do that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't. I mean, I get part of me gets where it's like I really don't want to hear a female ex college softball player talk to me about baseball and announcing. You know? You know what though? She did a really like, good job last night. Yeah. Well, I I, I get it. I, listen, I'm job. on the same wavelength as you because. Um, I'm not a, like, I was talking to this about my girlfriend the other day and we were talking about the fact that, um, I don't like my partner, my female partner to be into sports as much as I am. It's kind of like my thing. I don't know if that's my ego or whatever, but kind of like when girls talk sports, it's, it's kind of like when guys talk about girl issues, they kind of know what's going on, but they really don't have the facts, but they're really strong with their facts, you know? And it's like, you know, their information's from like two years ago. And you're like, ah, that's kind of cute. You know, that's cute. But like the thing is, is that uh, women interviewing people on the sideline of football players is you're talking to a large machismo group of guys who, you know, they I don't think they really hold women in the highest esteem NFL players because every time you turn around, one of them's got them in a chokehold. So, uh, you know, but like you can't be doing that shit nowadays, especially now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I got no. I mean, I, I've got no problem with females. I got no problem with female sportscasters. I would rather hear a, a color commentary from a, from a guy who's been in the league, just because I feel like that transfers better to like relating the audience to their experiences. I would take but, that chick um, over. But you know what the thing is, though. At least that chick put on a uniform at one point. How many announcers and how many dudes from ESPN never even put a jock strap on? All these riders, oh, all yeah. these guys that follow the team that are 300 pounds and look like a Twinkie, and they're talking about how Terrell Owens or they're talking about somebody took off a play. It's like, listen, you've been taking off the gym your whole fucking life, okay? And it's like, and another <laughs> thing is what drives me nuts is I was at a party the other night, and a bunch of guys, well, first of all, 
what I did was during the Conor McGregor Mayweather fight, when I hear the national anthem, right, even if it's on TV, I I stand and I put my hand over my heart, just because I just you know I'm brainwashed by you know patriotism and that's the right. At this party with a bunch of guys and we're watching uh, old clips on Fox Sports of two bantamweight females fighting, right, and one of the dudes goes, oh. You know, if I got a hold of one of those chicks, you know, I could definitely beat her up. Uh, I go, no, you couldn't <laughs> like that. And he goes, what do you mean? He's like, I'm 210 pounds. He's like, if I were able to grab that girl with my strength, I'd be able to beat her up. And I was like, dude, you're talking about a Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist who if you were to touch, they'd wrap you up in a second and choke you the fuck out no matter how much weight you are. You take a 210-pound guy off the street that has no training and put her up against a 110-pound woman that knows uh, that's a black belt in Brazilian mm. jiu-jitsu? Tony? I don't yeah. think so. I think the guy's got her. Really? Yeah, no sure. way. Absolutely. I don't think so. For you a... think a 100-pound weight difference? You a, could... Come a, on. 110 pounds, 100-pound weight difference. No way. Absolutely. Force equals mass times acceleration. The guy can hit with so much more power. He hits her once it's over. Yeah, but what if he can't hit her? He can. What are you talking about? These chicks. If it's a surprise attack, if it's a surprise attack, the guy wins. If it's if it's just starting eyeball to eyeball, you okay. gotta give it to the I disagree to because I think killer. he's just he's so much stronger that he can take her apart. So you take Did you ever roll with somebody who had a hundred pounds of muscle on you? Yeah. And, How'd you do? And in mm -hmm. fact, that guy would try to fucking muscle that chick so much that she he'd fall right into that chick's web. How'd and you she, do against dude, the guy who weighed? Do you know, do you, two, imagine imagine a linebacker that weighs two eighty six. Okay. Of muscle. Yeah. Just solid muscle. Yeah. I don't she, mean like a big fat guy. And she guy. climbs on his back and he can't even grab her. And on, she chokes dude, no him way. out. No way. I don't, I don't believe it. I don't Dylan, do you have, if you have a computer available, if you could look up, can you maybe just like YouTube or Google something uh, like, you know, woman strangles larger man in Brazilian Oh, yeah. It's possible, dude. I mean, sure. It's I'm possible. Saying, I'm just saying a layman off I'm the street. I'm just saying. It's I'm not saying like you say it like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, no, no, no. I'm just saying a 210-pound guy off the street. Who's got no training to a UFC bantamweight champion that's a 110 pound female? You still think that the guy on the street even has a fucking chance? Oh, a chance? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely fucking. I think he's got a ch better than a chance. I don't think I've dis disagreed with you on one subject more. It's like a oh, well, you fought a Siberian tiger with no training. You think it would have a chance? Yeah, it would have a chance because it's just so fucking strong that it doesn't matter. It's, it's so fucking strong. She would hit you. Let's say she would hit this guy <laughs> 10 times. Before he fucking even knew what to do, and she'd be moving so much. And if it did go to the ground, who do you think has an advantage? Do you know why they have weight classes in in, in fighting? Yes, of course. Why? Uh, to make it even. But what, what, and they and they're within like a five to ten pound difference range. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're talking about a hundred pounds yeah. plus a male versus but a female. A male body training, has the strength. The training advantage. is what makes the difference. But training but, is but, training gives you a skill in your in your skill set. It doesn't give you an automatic okay, edge. How about this, Holly? How how much does Holly Holm weigh? I don't know. One hundred and thirty pounds. Uh, if Holly say, Holm sure. met any two hundred and ten pound guy on the street, she'd fuck his life up. I don't know if that's. I don't know if I agree with that. That is. Crazy. She has. She has a better than average edge. I think or chance better than average. Edge. But I don't necessarily she think kick, she carp lodge she's wins. She's a world kickboxing champion. She was a boxer. There's so much strength, dude. It's so much weight that it's it's you can't just bench you, the guy off. You have you. a small button. On your chin, that if anyone hits correctly, they can knock you the fuck out. It's not that simple. Uh, I mean, I just, I think it might be a little bit of your uh, masculine machismo ego playing into this a little no, bit. No, it's not. Mm. 
I'm telling and, you. And, and you hate I, women, Tony? Dude, and I'm roll around with somebody who has even 20 pounds on you and see how much of a disadvantage you're at with this, with their weight. Imagine 100 pounds of muscle on you. Now, Holly Holm used to roll around with dudes and give them fits. She was a world judo champion. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying but you're it's talking not about like an average it, Joe that's never been trained. That's yeah. See, that's what I think of, is the most outrageous thing in the world. Are we talking about a guy who's like a 280 pound fat guy or a guy who's like a 280 pound? No, I didn't say muscle. You're guy. saying now you just put 70 more pounds on what I said. You said 100 pounds, 110. I, 200. She's 110 pounds. Okay, a and 210 the guy's 210 pound dude. Pretty fit dude. The fit dude would be lit up so goddamn quick he wouldn't know what to do. I don't agree necessarily. I just don't know why. Because if once you, even when you get to the ground, okay. You have a skill advantage over that person, but using you have to be able to do it. If that person's so much stronger than you, implementing those skills is going to be challenging. Have you ever wrestled? Yes. Like you wrestled for a high school team, or yeah. it's you ever run up to somebody that's weaker than you, but just better technique? Yes, I didn't wrestle for very long, but I have. I've they, I've rolled in the ground, dude. They fucking. I was a, I was a pretty strong dude for my weight class. And I spent more time on my back than a French whore because I was trying to use my power all the time. And in fact, judo was meant like, OK, I got the perfect fucking example for you. Remember when Hoist Gracie broke into the UFC and he was 160 pounds soaking wet and they had that huge black dude that was like 400 pounds. Do you remember that guy? He had a tent. Right. He had his, uh, his face painted white. Again, I'm not saying it's impossible. Now you're, you're, you're trying to convince me like I'm saying it can't. No, no, happen. I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just having a debate with you because it's good for the show. What I'm saying is 300-pound difference between those two fucking guys. And he was able to choke him out within 30 seconds. You're also talking about the difference between a male and a female. A male's body generates Dude, more strength. You get an 8-year-old on your back, right? And he puts full force on your throat, and you teach him how to lock up. I think an 8-year-old might be able to choke you out. No way, dude. You could pull him off of these. You're so much stronger. It's ridiculous. I had a guy one time. I was rolling around with a guy one time, and he was like, I was probably about 160. He was about 250, probably, all muscle. And I said to the guy, I was like, try to choke me out. I want to see if I can, I want to see if I can, uh, here it comes, get you off. Oh, oh yeah, 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 get him in there, gun, gunslingers. Oh, come on. Why do you but, get uh, pretense? Like, I want, yeah, I, like, I want to see if I can way. actually do anything. And this guy's like, all right. And he locked it up. I couldn't even, I couldn't even put dent his forearm on my fingers. Okay. Couldn't do, couldn't do anything. Out like a light. Dylan, what do you think, man? I mean, I think, I think, listen, this is nowhere near comparable, but I took Tai Chi for a few years and I got pretty good at it. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not good. Um, it, it, it comes in handy but, in the library. But my teacher, but my teacher is a, was a black belt and master martial artist in various arts, various jujitsu, uh, a couple karate, I think, a couple other ones. So it, it, his whole thing was, um, if you, tr if you train yourself to know the stress areas of the body, to know the weak points of a body and to use the body's, that person's force against themselves, you doesn't matter how big or small you are. That's you can always defeat okay, them. Hold on. You're, dog hold on. You're talking about so what we did. So listen, yeah. what we did, we did some things where you go for, the, you go for certain stress points in the body, but also like if you're in a grappling fight and somebody's trying to choke you out, this, he said, this happened. He's like, this happened to me. I got no fight on the street. And we did this multiple times with like with our partners or whatever, like, you know, so if you if somebody's trying to push you, you literally just spin their weight and use the weight against them. You, we, you yeah. we use their yeah. own weight against the them. It, you can do it. There's ways to do that, but it's not so hard. It's easy as hell. I've done it. Dude, several oh, times. it's not. What easy if you, you know, what, if, what if you do this? 
Okay. What if you do this? The 210-pound guy comes up to the 110-pound UFC professional fighter. He's Joe Schmo. Works out three days a week at Planet Fitness. She's a kickboxing champion. He goes, they start fighting, right? He, she gives him a kickbox to the cock. What's a kickbox? Kickboxing kick, front kick <laughs> to the fucking cock. You think that guy can do anything? No, in the situation, like I said, like there when, are instances when, the, the, you know, the other guy could be taken down. Dylan, can you look up? I'm sorry to interrupt. I think the judo master is a female, by the way. So, you know, so this this like argument that you can just master. use. Yeah, can you look it up? I think she was, I'm sorry to interrupt. She's like a 70-year-old uh, woman judo martial art master. Just Google that and she'll come up. The argument that you can just use the other person's energy against them, and it doesn't matter how big and strong they are, is complete horse shit. Okay, try that against a silverback gorilla if size and strength doesn't matter. You will get your <laughs> arms torn off. Well, try it against a grizzly bear. Well, you will die. Let's keep it to humans, maybe. It's I'm, just, you know, listen, I'm not, which, get, I'm not going to get a grizzly bear in a fucking rear naked choke. You know, I just think that... There's uh, the judo master. Judo master died at 99 years old a couple years ago, but she was a female, the highest ranked female judo master. What was her rank? Kiko Fukada. Um... Uh, hold on. Holding the rank. The rank's also uh, kind of non-material because after a while they just make them done. up. Well, not, just to let you know, a little side story. At my seventh year at NAS Community College, the two-year school, I had to take an elective, <laughs> um, and it was judo. And that's one of the first things that he told us was that the size, this the thing about judo is size does not matter. And that got a little giggle from me. Right. You know, because I'm like, my fucking schwantz. No, it's like I he's like, you know, the size does not matter. The master of judo, the best judo master in on the planet is a female. So, all right, so we're, we'll we'll agree to disagree. But, you know, I just think that's that's kind of like the the thing is like when a woman is a professional athlete in you ever been I'll give you a small example. I don't know if this is a good example, but we played against this guy Jerome Pettis who is an amazing football player for Roosevelt High School. I've played lacrosse at Locust Valley. I played lacrosse at Nassau Community College for a year. Um, you get on the field with certain people, and you're like, holy fuck, that guy's not human. Now, this guy, Jerome Pettis, you played against him, Dylan. You were on the field against him, right? Oh, yeah. He was insane. It looked like somebody shot that guy out of a cannon every time he stepped, right? Yeah. It was like it's inhuman. So now he went to Wisconsin and he never even got a starting position. He was the third string running back, and he was off the team in a year and a half. Yeah, that's happens with academics too. You do great in your high school, then you go to like you know Yale, well, and everybody's the high school. Well, champion. in sports, it's a little bit different because so? uh, because I'm saying is that because I mean, in college football, you're talking about like when I played high school lacrosse and to collegiate lacrosse, it was two different worlds. In football, especially in football, you get to college, you are the cream of the crop. Then when you get to the NFL. Everyone's just as good as you. That's one point I'm making too. It's, it's the most competitive thing thing in in the world, pretty much. It's the same thing with academics. You're the the rock star at high school. Then you get to Yale. Yeah. Everybody's the high school's I, rock star. But what I'm saying is, if you take a regular Joe and let's see who can throw a football better for a trip, a Division three quarterback, or even one of the best high school quarterbacks in the, in the in the world, he will throw it better than a layman. All I'm saying is that people that do this for a living that's that a, that's a bad comparison. Yeah, so it's, that's why I said I asked right. you in the beginning it if it was going to be a bad comp any, comparison. It doesn't really add up. Just like saying you look like John Luke Picard. Right. 
it's it's a pretty good comparison. Engage. <laughs> <laughs> um. So all right. So Tony's a um a misogynist. That's no, yeah. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm a realist. And I'm, in, the, in today's era, you can't be a realist. Okay, so at the end of the day, Tony says a 210-pound I mean, guy that has zero training has no can ben- take out a professional athlete. Yeah, that makes sense. That happens all the time, she, dude. I, I wish we had the income to put you in the ring with a woman 100 pounds less than you that has a skill. And she just takes you to fucking task. So you're talking, you think a woman that weighed 86 pounds. Uh, okay, let's just, okay. What would you get, a nine-year-old? She'd be dead. Oh, well, okay, that, Tony. <laughs> how, about a living, how about a living woman? I weigh okay. about You're really stuck pounds. on this 100-pound <laughs> So thing. a 90-pound woman would have, yeah. would just take me apart. A 90-pound woman? We're talking about a 100-pound okay, weight okay. difference. Let's, let's, let's say you go to Tex-Mex three more times a week. <laughs> you increase six Coronas a week, all right? And we get you up to 200 pounds. It's not in fat. It's not, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility, right? No, of course not. So you're, she's 100, you're 200, and she knocks <laughs> your dick in the dirt. The thing you have to realize is that in order to use these moves, you have to be able to get to a position where you can use them. You have to get to the position where you can choke. You have to get to the position where you can lock. Now you can't just you can't just lock a person's arm out if they're resisting against you. Yeah. You have to get into a position where you can kind of get them to that position. If somebody's resisting, it's very challenging. Yeah. When somebody has a hundred pounds of muscle on you, the force they can generate is going to be a lot to resist against. You know what I'm saying? So it's not as simple as just using the techniques. That's what you know an amateur thinks when they think about this kind okay. of stuff. People that haven't really rolled, they're like, oh yeah, that's that's just go use the technique. No, no, no I agree just with. Just use the, the energy against them. I, yeah. I listen. I agree with you. You're a misogynist. Face it, men are dim and sloppy. Wish you could get all the benefits of being with a man without being with a man? Well, your dreams have come true, thanks to No Man. No Man is a revolutionary three-pack bundle that allows women to render men obsolete. Our first part of the bundle is our manless jar opener. Never rely on some caveman's brute strength to open up a jar for you again. Cuddle on your own terms with our No Man body pillow. Each pillow is infused with man musk. Also, options for chest hair and heartbeat. And finally, our personal female device. Hum yourself to ecstasy with our three modes. Quickie, lovemaking, and makeup sex. Now I can watch whatever I want. I have no need for men, thanks to no man. I used to rely on a man's get-off. Now I just go home and hump my pillow. But wait, there's more. No man will send one of our male models to your house to keep up appearances on Facebook and Instagram with our Instabay option. Thank you, no man. Thanks, no man. Thanks, no man. Just call 1-800-0000 and never rely on a man again with no man. So uh, how's life going? It's, it's taking forever. <laughs> That's what a lot of people say. Life on life's terms. You yeah, know? it's. Uh, I don't know. I don't sleep very well lately. I find. Why is that? I don't know. I, I get agitated at like two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. I spring out of bed like a spring, 
and then I'm up and I'm full of energy, right? So I'm watching Kaka on YouTube and stuff like that, you know. And then I finally start getting drowsy around like 7, 7.15, 7.30 in the morning. And it's like, well, can't do anything with this. Do you want a little uh, life hack? Sure. That you could use? Um, if you have, do you have baking soda at your house? I can get some rather easily. Oh, you, you know people? Yeah, I, you know. Um, so what happens is, is that if you have some baking soda. Right. Um, you can take a little bit of lukewarm water. Sure. A teaspoon of baking soda. Put it in a cup, about eight ounces, ten ounces of water. You know, I don't know what yeah, that yeah. is. Just eye it, I guess. And gulp that shit down. You'll burp once, and you won't have heartburn for the rest of the day. Oh, you talk about the heartburn? Yeah. Couldn't I also take an antacid? Agita? Yeah, I get a lot of. What's the difference between heartburn hard. and agita? It, there's no difference. It's, it's the same thing, right? Same just, thing. Just guineas call it agita. That's what it is. It's it's, it's, it's I got I got agita. You're gonna you know. give me agita. And then I toss and turn, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, well, this is great, you know? And I, and I'm, I don't have a great sleep schedule as it is, because, you know, I'm like a like a schizophrenic vampire. Oh, my God, me too. It's ridiculous. I'm trying to join the living. It's been about three-week effort of me trying to go to bed at a reasonable yeah, time. Yeah, impossible. I'm, I'm actually um, uh, either up to or down to, uh, however you... And that reminds me, up and down. You know when you tell somebody, like, turn the AC up? Yeah, you does want. Does that mean it warmer or does that make no, it? No, it means turn the AC up because yeah, the AC means... is getting turned up. Yeah, but then if you were to turn the thermostat up. They didn't say turn up the temperature. They said turn up the AC. Take the AC, that what it does, and turn up what it does. And turn that shit turn up. Turn that shit up. <laughs> well, because it's like turn up the AC. That's like, all right. And then you just press up a few degrees. And now it's yeah. like 76. You went from 72 to 76. Pump up the Kelvin. Pump, pump up, up the Kelvin. Kelvin dance, dance. I can't stand that when people come into the restaurant. Yeah. And they're like, can you lower the AC? It's <laughs> what do you mean? Do you want me to take it out of the wall and then like make a, another hole at a lower level and put the AC into that hole? They want me to uh, take the climate and change it just for them. Yeah. Out of everybody. Oh, I, oh it gets it's, it's great. It's we can talk about bar idiots. Forever. <laughs> Forever. Right. I guess that should have been the name of the show is Bar Idiots. I love the things people ask. Oh, so uh, what are the... Uh, the vendor comes up to me like, so what are the dinner choices tonight? Uh, eat it or don't? That's like the guy that when I was handing out appetizers, um, he was like... It was like past hors d'oeuvres, and the guy was acting like he was surprised. He's like, oh, what are these? It's like, it's pigs in a blanket, asshole. Yeah. What the fuck you think it is? Just eat it. It's it, food. It, it, it's, it's pate. It, it's fucking... It's a hot dog with yeah. some fucking... With some bread around it. It's food, and it's probably good... So eat it, you know. Well, uh, to most of our viewers don't know, yesterday was a very special day. Very special. A, a historic thing. Happy birthday to you. It was Tony's birthday. birthday. Yeah, it was, man. It was, yeah. Happy birthday. Yep. Happy birthday to you. Well, happy birthday, Thanks, Tony. Man. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Um, I, how was your day? It was pretty good. You know, it was... It was Saw some of my friends, so that was that was enjoyable. You saw some of your friends. Yeah, I saw some of my friends. We had, <laughs> went out for drinks, you know. So where'd you go? What happened? We went to a couple local restaurants in the old neighborhood. Okay. And uh, wound up at the uh, Walls Wharf, of course, naturally. Oh, the old local, the local watering hole. You know, it's like it's like the end of a funnel, Walls Wharf. Like you just kind of whistle around and you just wind up down there. It's like the circle at the end of your toilet bowl. Yeah, it's like, eh, we're at the, we're at the. That's where the water goes. That's where the water. That's where the water goes when they flush it. When I flush it, that's where the water goes. Goes right down in that hole in the bottom, not the top. Um, so not you know nothing crazy. Did you get hammered at least? Nah, I had a few drinks. I didn't go nuts. You see, like I was always like that. When I drank, I was always the guy who 
Like, on nights you shouldn't get whacked, I got fucking whacked. But, like, Thanksgiving Eve, I was sober. Like, uh, yeah. my birthday, I didn't even get that whacked. Like, it was, like, always, like, I was the guy that went to open bar and I tipped in $40 worth. Like, I spent the money that I would already spend on free booze. You know, that was just, like, always me. I always marveled at the fact, like, the old breakers, like, the, you know, the co- this cool bar in our town, which was one of the coolest bars ever, I thought. Uh, first of all, just for the listeners, okay, the bar that he just mentioned, Walls Wharf, is the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Now the place. Now that, that's the. Now cool. this is okay. So now, for instance, like you know how like in The Simpsons you have Springfield and, and Shelbyville. Shelbyville. Okay. Oh yeah, sure. Walls is Springfield, yeah. and the Breakers was Shelbyville. But the Breakers was like the four guys in the truck from Shelbyville that always <laughs> would chase everybody back into Springfield. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like the if Walls was the Twilight Zone, Breakers was the Outer Limits. Yeah, and I had dual I, citizenship. That place gave me such the creeps. Bro. Why? Why? Those are the good creeps, though. I felt like I was in an underwater paradise. I felt like I was drinking in a submarine because <laughs> the place had this whole like, like Scully's yeah. catch of the day routine and spears to it. and shit like that. Spears Harpoons and like, and like netting yeah. and like oh. life rafts and like portholes for fucking windows so no light goes in there ever. And they used to have this 1970s prices. And because the food was actually from 1970, they yeah. had a cooler downstairs <laughs> that wasn't cracked. Oh, it, it, they would crack it open once a year from 1970. Oh, God. Like, they found it after the flood, and it was sitting in a bunch of water. And they're like, hey, we can resell this. So they would have 1970s <laughs> prices, and the food tasted like it was from 1970. It says Best Buy 2015. Doesn't say you can't serve it. It's like an episode of Hoarders. It's like all the date on it's just the date to cover their own butts, you know? Sir, there's a there's a pube in my food. You want another one? <laughs> so Tony loved the breakers. And I did. It just gave me the fucking willies. But it was, well, it gave everybody the willies. That was the best part about it. Dude, there would be like you'd go there like on a Tuesday night, like you were saying, like random times so we get drunk. There you'd be there like a Tuesday night, like two or two thirty in the morning. The place would be jammed. I'd be like, where do all these kids come from? Like jammed, <laughs> like a nightclub, but like two thirty on a Tuesday. It's like what the hell? Yeah, everyone's just trying to numb out from their lives. There were some funny stories in there, dude. Apparently, one time during dinner service, a raccoon fell out of the ceiling and ran away. Oh, um, see? <laughs> <laughs> and I know for a fact that a man had sex with a woman at the bar. Why? Was it you? No, but like, not like, you know. At the bar. Like, at the bar, like you'd be having a beer. He was giving this girl the old baloney pony right there baloney in front pony. of people. Do you, do you take that in offense? No, not at all. All right. Um, my is, name is, is, that your, is that your phone? That is my yeah, phone. Yeah, we just want to put that on silent for just, you know, for, for... So when the fucking raccoon fell through, how many people were in this place? Uh, I wasn't there myself, but I heard the story. Knowing this place, they probably hired the raccoon as a chef. <laughs> or ate it. It had it had a it had a fucking chef jacket on and a spatula in his hand when he f- fell out of the fucking roof. I was in there one night. I was hanging out at the bar and I just happened to look down and a rat the size of your torso came tearing down the hallway and just went zooming up the stairs. And I was like, Wah! I got a question for you for a guy that keeps his toothbrush in his underwear drawer. Right. How does that not freak you out? And make you never want to come back? Well, because I, I'm cognizant of the fact that any restaurant you go into, regardless of how clean you think it is, the kitchen is still a hodgepodge of disgust. Like, I don't care which, you know, you go to the Four Seasons, what do you think, they're in the back, the chefs are sitting there with like, you know, 10 pairs of gloves on and Purell. No, nah, the guy's scratching himself and the sneezing, things are falling on the floor. That's the way it goes. And you know that. And you've eaten in places that, have, I mean, 
I'm not, I mean, I'm a germaphobe, but I mean, guys who aren't will go to McDonald's, one of these fast food places. I'm sure the 16-year-old cooking the, cooking the burger is taking the, uh, you know, the top, top measures to, to, of cleanliness. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of wild. I mean, if you, when you've been, we've both been behind, behind the scenes. I mean, the place that I'm working at is the cleanest place I've ever worked at, and it's actually really good, the job that they do at the end of the night. They actually really go head to toe and they clean that place you up. You should see but... some of the shit I was eating in Southeast Asia. Forget about it. Oh, I can imagine, oh, dude. But God, I think dude. I'm a firm believer in some of that you need some germs in well, your life. Well, I got them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, like, people in India have, like, amazing immune systems because there's so many people around and they live in – a lot of them live in filth. And, I mean, the Ganges River is Ugh, literally disgusting. they defecate and wash goats and sacrifice things. And I'm saying is that – with these kids nowadays that they put into a bubble with the Purell and all this shit, you're making right. super bugs. And two, you, you can't live in a bubble. You need some germs to have a good immune system. So we go to this Vietnamese restaurant a couple of nights ago, right? And, uh, you know, names will be withheld to prevent the innocent, uh, protect the innocent. But uh, so the food was good, right? I was looking for this one meal I had at this really dirty back alley eating place, like literally in the back <sighs> of an alleyway somewhere, like under an apartment building staircase. This guy had a little like with like little kids like uh, – plastic table and benches that they sit at and eat at and all the utensils are in a Home Depot bucket full of water that they use and clean them off there's a bunch of chopsticks and a coffee can on the table you just take a I'm not even kidding this is what this is what happened dude it's fucking disgusting so we go to this restaurant right and this this thing they made but well, we made it it was like a crepe with like mushrooms and pork inside of it and then they served it to you in a broth with like some noodles and like uh, some mint and it was really good right so I always kind of wanted to have it again so we go to this this Vietnamese restaurant, and uh, I see the thing on the menu, Bangkok, which is what I had, and I wanted to get it. But it was it was a different thing than what I it, the same name it was a different thing. So I decided to go with something else that I also had over there. So I get it, and it was good. You know, I ate the food; it was delicious. I really enjoyed it. It was a fucking rat on a popsicle. Who stick. knows what it was? So I get home right, and my yeah. buddy's like, he's like, Tony's like, so uh, is it how is it? Is it is it really authentic? Like, is it really you know, is it really on the level? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. And the next day I see him I'm like, you know, when you ask me that question, I'm like, yeah, it's really on the level. Uh, fresh vegetables, uh, mint leaves and uh, being up all night with sharp stomach cramps, watching TV, <laughs> tossing and turning till three in the morning. Well, why do you fucking subject yourself to all this food? I didn't know what was going to happen, dude. Dude, if somebody told me that they were going to eat Vietnamese food, I'd run for the hills. I'd be why? like, I, I'm going to set this one out. Indian food, Vietnamese food. You love that shit, right? Uh, I like Indian food. I do like Vietnam. Yeah, I like that shit. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's simple answer is yes. I do like it. Why do you think that your stomach is protesting <laughs> against you all the time? It's good, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, we go I can't to this, stand it. We go to this Indian restaurant, and the guy says to me, he's like, "You want American spicy or Indian spicy?" And I'm always like, "Indian spicy." Oh, of course. And he'll just turn that shit up. Tony's like, "I'll take the up till six a.m., please. Thank you very much." <laughs> he asked me how spicy I want. I just stand up and slap him across the face. <laughs> 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 it, it's 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 pretty ridiculous. But this bar that um, that you used to frequent, right? It was like the people that weren't allowed into walls. <laughs> it was like it was like the practice squad of walls, like people that got kicked out of walls. How do you get kicked out of a bar, by the way? Um, do you know how how hard it is? Depends on how bad they're hurting for business. To get kicked out of a bar depends on how bad they're hurting for business. You know what? But like what I'm saying as an individual business, uh, taking the the actual business out of it, the individual person. How the hell do you manage to get fucking kicked out of a bar? You know how hard that is? I remember uh I remember that place. It was it was fun over there. It, first of all, it used to be a great bar, folks. Don't let Eric uh mislead you. There were there were many a fun time had at that place. 
and wild times were had there too. And it, I mean, there were some things. It was, wild it was, ride. We were there one night. This is the funniest story in the world. We're there one night, right? And this guy's this out of town guy's there with this like you know bimbo blonde bombshell <laughs> girlfriend. No, she was. She was just like a game show host out on a Tuesday night to have a drink. Yeah. And big fake boobs, you know what I mean? So they're sitting there talking, and I don't know how it happened, but the girl's right breast was entirely out of her shirt. <laughs> I don't mean like a nip slip. I mean like somebody took an X-Acto knife and just cut the shirt away in like a U-shaped form so the entire tit could just hang freely of its own volition. She had no idea, either by action or omission, that it was that happening. And this thing was enormous, and it's just sitting there hanging out, like... And we're all looking like, and the guys are like, <laughs> like yeah, he, did, yeah. he didn't care. Well, Even the tit was like, what am I doing here? It's a titty. And like, you know, a few minutes went by before the woman realized it. She's like, oh my God. And we were like, yeah, I mean, well, you know, we basically saw it. I mean, you're not really. Every, every guy gets that shitting grin on his face and like starts nudging the guy next to him, even if he doesn't know him. They're like, hey, hey. Hey, hey, like you go up to the mailman and be like, hey, I just saw a titty. And be like, oh, thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for keeping me posted. Thanks I hate keeping me posted. Well, listen, getting back to your birthday. Right. Right. So um, y- you as a kid, right? right, as opposed to your birthday now, what's the difference? Uh, I ain't no kid no more. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, did you, did you, I, you know, I just remember as a kid, getting to your birthday took so long. Yeah. You know why? Because you got toys and cool shit. Yeah, because it was actually, like, fun, you know? Now that I'm in my 30s and every birthday that comes by, it's like, what do you want to do for your birthday? I'll jump off a bridge. Yeah. Uh, you guys can all watch me. and Or how about this? I give everyone a dagger at my birthday party, and you all stab me in the chest and do me the biggest favor I've ever had. Because after you get past your 20s, it's like, why yeah. do you want another birthday? And you know who I can't stand? Like, guy in his 30s, prima donna guy in his 30s, who has to have, like, you know... A big birthday blowout every year. You know, oh, first we're going to go to the horse track. Then we're going to Zachary's. Then we're going to Morton's. Then we're going to go to the titty bar. Then we're going back to my place for cigars. The next day we're going to Jersey. It's like, I'll buy you a beer and get on with your life. All right? Text. Yeah. I don't need, just because it's your the day that your mom popped her yeah. out of her legs, I don't need to spend $2,000 and be in the hole for two months. What are you, my daughter all of a sudden? Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's like my amazing uh, Guido uh, birthday. I'm hanging out with Spaulding from Caddyshack. <laughs> I want a cheeseburger, no, a hamburger. It's like, listen, you'll get a beer and you'll like it. You'll get nothing and like it. But no, f- It's like all the things that you got as a kid. Do you ever see yeah. that meme? It's like... Um, I used to get money as a kid for my birthday. It's like now when I could actually use it. Back then, I didn't even need it. So I go to this one-year-old's birthday, which I think is the biggest farce in the world. A one-year-old birthday party. What, do you, what age do you think should be the legitimate age for a child to have a birthday party? I think uh, I think once you start hitting the five-year-old range, I think that's where the arrow meets the target. Now, my, my, uh, my niece had a, a birthday party at three. Yeah, I think that's okay. And too. She's three going. You don't have to defend. You can stay. No, no, at five. I, I agree that's with fine. you. I think that's okay. I know I a three-year-old. It depends they're on pretty the, savvy. I think it depends on the kid. Yeah, I think it, that's that's your goal. I think you have to be sentient and aware of yourself enough to enjoy it. Yeah. If you want, you don't know what's going on. Well, it's mostly for the parents. Like, yeah, of course. When you have a birthday party for your kid, or like I see the guys that bring their sons to Yankee Stadium when they're eight months old, it's like, ah, I get it. You know, you want to say that you brought your child there. Like, as a kid, if he becomes a Yankee fan, he can be like, I was at Yankee Stadium at eight months of age. Like, I've been a Yankee fan since then. But, like, it's mostly for the parents. So I go to this kid's party, right? And I was like, I have to get a gift for him, obviously. 
So oh, the little shit's not even gonna remember. Yeah, but you know what it was like. I thought about the stuff I didn't get when I was a kid. There was this one toy I wanted. What'd you get the and kid a pocket it. pussy? No, that's the one. That's the gift I got for my birthday this year. <laughs> but uh, you remember those big like construction trucks as a kid, like the big oh, yellow yeah. and black ones, or like yeah, enormous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. always wanted one. I never yeah. got one. Right. So like the I one saw that your father there. slammed his shin on about three hundred yeah, times. Yeah, and it was like you could almost drive it. It was get so big. Get out of the fucking car! <laughs> so I got the kid that, and I was like, "Yeah, buddy." It's like you'll enjoy that when you get older. That's fucking. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Now uh, I I made the mistake of like cook, like not me- mistake. I mean, she still has all the shit and she loves it now. But uh, I went. I jumped the gun. Like the first two years of of my niece being born, I just was like buying her like three to $400 worth of stuff. Yeah, and it's that. like, it, it, and they were like, she's not, she plays with the box more than she plays with the actual stuff. I get her. But now that she's three and she's like three going on 10 years old. Now, all of a sudden she can, uh, she, she picks up on everything and she loves everything. So it's, uh, but it's mostly for the parents. Yeah. So, um, but it's like now your birthday parties, you like surprise parties? No. Well, I, I'll deal with it. I generally don't like surprises. I think everyone likes doesn't like surprise parties until they're at the surprise party. It's like the whole ordering yeah. pizza thing. It's like your douche friend who's like, well, you're ordering yep. a pizza. Hey, buddy, you want some pizza? Nah, I'm good. And I generally hate gifts. And you know once the pizza shows up, who's going to ask for a slice yeah. first? Or wind up eating the most slices is the guy that didn't even want any in the begin with. And I generally hate gifts. Oh, you generally hate gifts. Why do you hate gifts? Because I don't want to wind up with an excess of material crap that I'm not. Then I have to then look after and oh, allocate. Listen, I'd rather get like money or like a nice bottle of booze. Well, but if you're not into things, items, yeah. what are you gonna do with all that money? You always need money, bro. <laughs> experiences, but you don't spend it on anything. But you don't life want enriching experiences. So, I spend uh, my money sometimes. You, but like, I'm not a tightwad. Uh, ah, I, ah, no, no one's get the fuck out of here. That was a quick draw. Ah. Okay, listen. First of all, put the put. Why don't your revolver cool down before hold, you? Hold on. I, I'm being very calm right now. I just want to let you know is that the fact no one brought up tight wide. All right. I said it. I know. So that's what I'm saying. But so, you responded with a. Ah. But you bring it up. Hey, Eric. No, the sun's really not that big. Ah. It's yo. <laughs> the what made me say ah was how quickly you responded. Right. I didn't say you were a tightwad at all. And then you just come out and go, I'm not a tightwad, man. And I'm like, well, who the fuck was talking about that? So then when you asked me, yeah, I don't think Bill went, Gates ah. is very rich. Have Okay, so I just let me just ask you a question. Have your friends at any point ever called you a tightwad or cheap? No, I don't think so. Not to my face anyway. Well, okay, so it, but it seems like it's been brought up with the with the um how animated you got for a second. No one, uh, no, no underlying no, no, I, little ego I think, dings. Or... I don't think so. I think I'm usually pretty liberal with, uh, or do you think maybe down your deep in your mind that you don't spend enough money on, nah. on, I, I'm, I'm the same way, dude. Right. I mean, I don't spend money on like, you know, Oh, get a new flat screen TV. Like I'm cool with like, you know, my shitty car and I'm cool with my Xbox one and like my computer that I buy every three years. Yeah. Like, see, I would rather have a very small number of really nice things that will let out that I take. So I'm the kind of guy I take ridiculous care of my stuff. Like if I own something, I, it, it, it looks like it came out of the box five years after. You're it's one of ridiculous. those guys that like keeps the plastic on the screen of the phone that they get. Dude, I got my, this phone. I just I put it to Sprint, right? Because my yeah. contract was up, so I went with them. I took it out of the case. I wiped it off. It looked like it just came out of the box <laughs> the first day I bought it, dude. Yeah, but you Pristine. know, remember when? Um, remember when I first got my laptop and I was keeping this? I was hooking it up to my flat screen and keeping the screen off. And you even said it. You were like, "Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." You're like, when you just get something, you act like 
you yep. know, it's like nitroglycerin. You can't touch it. You can't move it. And then like two years later, like yeah, you're, you're, you're blowing, nails you're blowing your nose on it. <laughs> it's so fun, like a pair of Ray-Bans. You keep it in the I keep it in the case for a good three months, you know, and then it's just like they're in the end bottom of my book bag. Not me. Dude. You know, my, it's laying on some books. My theory with Ray-Bans is in your case or on your face. You always keep your Ray-Bans. Uh, my Ray-Bans go they're everywhere. They're right over there on the I, fucking counter, bro. Dude, they are my eyeballs. They're I can't right go over anywhere there the without my fucking Ray-Bans. Yeah, they're right over there on the table. It's, uh, I, 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 I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> they're people break right them. there on that table, folks. Yeah. Right there on that table, folks. Because then they, people get, they break them. So how are you going to let something? My stepbrother used to buy like three or $400 sunglasses, Revo's. And then like you'd, Revo's? Sit, what the fuck's you'd sit in the car and you'd be like. <laughs> what the fuck's a Revo? Revo is a brand of sunglasses. Um. Hey, I, I was thinking. I had a lot of time to think. I just got back from Florida. Right. And I was thinking on the plane. Um, you you got you got the 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 market cornered on uh, germs and being clean because you're a really clean guy. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't know I had a germ. You got the market cornered. Yeah. You know, like Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like the germ guy. They call me on, um, on Forbes. I was thinking about this. I'm revolutionizing hand washing. Right. You can start doing it. <laughs> Remember I told you that I think it's good to have a certain amount of germs on you. Yeah. Even coming out of the bathroom. Uh, the hodgepodge disasters. Yeah, hodgepodge. Okay, so why not do this? Right. You're at a bar. I'm following you. You just got to the bar. You took a shower. You're coming fresh from your house, right? Right. And you go to the bathroom. Okay. Now you go into the bathroom. You put your hand on the door and you walk in. Right. You should wash your hands before you take a piss. Why? Okay. You have dir- this, dirty hand. Yeah. Right. You go up. You start. What's what's the matter? What's what's, what's the matter over there? You see, look like a T Rex is I, about to attack you. No, I thought I brought a bottle of water with me. I was wondering. Then I was starting to think it was crazy if I actually did or not. So um, let, let's see it. if uh, Tony. No, please look for it. Let's see no, if Tony. No. Let's see if Tony's what, crazy. You think, you think it's lurking around? I don't somewhere? think it's in the fridge. No. I, and it, and you won't be. You'll be able to find it in the fridge because there's only one thing in there. It's like an empty yeah, container of soda, food. Like a half a Let, hold, let's see what's in the fridge. Tony, t- tell tell me what's in the fridge. Tell, tell us. You got a gander? All right, folks. Oh, it stinks, too. It's like looking into Eric's fridge is like, you ever play that game when you were a kid where it's like, you know, crime scene witness, and they just show you the picture and they take <laughs> it away? It looked like there were like three cans of Pepsi, some kind of like bottles of condiments yeah. that you wouldn't want to use on anything, though. Yeah. Like some kind of dressing that wouldn't you wouldn't want to dress anything with. It's more like undressing, actually. You know, it's like putting on it's like putting on a leather halter top. That's the dressing you're doing with it. Like you know, like a moo moo. There was a big bottle of coke in there. Big shocker. The kid slugs down coke like he's you know like a fucking silo of it. He must have di- he must have six forms of diabetes. <clears throat> then there was I, I think I saw a baking soda in there. You love that. There was a black matte painted bottle. Yeah. Christ only knows what's in there. That's my swell bottle with water in it. Uh, yeah, it looked like dude, it didn't look very swell. Well, the, the, the great thing about that swell bottle is if you fill it up with water and you refrigerate right. it for a night, you can put it in direct sunlight and it will be cold, ice cold when you open it up. What is that, one of those insulated things? For up to 24 hours, yeah. Yeah, I kind of want one of those. I have a glass bottle I use. It's like the only cool thing I own. Yeah, I have one of those glass bottles. I kind of want to get a hydro flask, something like that. All right, so getting back to what I was talking about. Yes, anyway, stupid. So, no, I'm just saying. Your <laughs> get bottle, back on track, you dumbass. Your, your bottle of water is gone, yeah, okay? And gone. we've analyzed what's in our fucking... And you probably left it in the car. Probably did. You probably parked three and a half miles away from this uh, my place, like you always do. You should just park at your house and walk here. Well, you make it sound like I get here, and they're like, Oh, the, the big trumpet goes off. Lord Bologna, what spot would you like? 
I, every time I get here, the local, you know, learnasium across the street, <laughs> I don't know what level of school that is they have over there. You know, they have a school for every grade now. They, they get the freaking school taxes are so high. So I don't know which one this, what grade this building is for. But there's always like some kind of like schoolnasium play or like, you know, something like that. And there's always cars swarming this place. It's like an airport without planes. Like I pull up, they're like, sir, can you just, you know, no dropping off or picking up all me? I'm like, all right, well, uh, uh. All right, well, listen. <laughs> so you have the market cornered on germs. Got a corner. So bro. you're at the bar. Yeah. You just showered. You walk into the bar. You open it up with the your bar? hand. You, you, I'm sorry. You're at the bar, right? You showered. You're at the yeah, bar. Yeah. You go to. You got to take a piss. You got to break the seal. You open up the the bathroom door with your hand, which is right. disgusting to begin with. No, I'm with. pushing the door open. Uh, I usually use my leg. This if is I can. This, this door is being pushed in. Yes, if okay. it's a push in door, I use my, I use my foot. And you hopefully nobody's on the other end because they're yeah. losing their teeth. So little boom, little right, walk in. I would say, why don't you wash your hands before you urinate? Granted, if I walk into the, the bathroom and I do touch the door, I have to. It's a knob to get in, okay? Use your shirt. Uh, I'm not getting crazy. I don't want fucking piss do on my shirt all the time. I can just <laughs> wash my hands. You'd rather have piss on your hands. You'd rather have piss on your stomach all night? You, you can wash your hands. You can't wash your shirt. What if there's fucking like there's fucking somebody's ball cheese on it? You're going to wipe your undershirt well, you on it? Well, you use a napkin then, dude. All I don't right. want to touch listen, it, Listen, you're getting way too into I this. don't want to touch it. All right, it. listen. So anyway, you walk in. What I'm saying, the only argument I'm making is you wash your hands before you take a piss because your dick's clean. You just got out of the shower. My, mine is very Wash clean, your yes. hands. Then when you urinate, one, I hardly even touch my cock when I take a piss. Right. I just get it. You just I, use the tweezers. I, no, what I do is I take my I take my actual <laughs> fucking fuck you. <laughs> I take my actual underwear and I put it under, as opposed to your imaginary underwear. In my actual underwear, I take the fabric of my underwear yeah. and I put the spandex under my cock. Why? So I don't have to touch my penis because I was just outside. So anyway, Could you just flop it out and let it go to go to yeah, work. Yeah, but you have to touch it. I'm just talking about if I don't want to touch it. Oh. All right. So anyway, I'm not really that afraid of mine. I'm not afraid of my penis either. So you wash your hands. You touch your clean penis from the shower. The cleanest. Right? You you zip up. Then you should just leave. Why do you have to wash your hands again? I don't think you do. Why wash your hands after you just touched your clean prick? So when you walk in from outside, you touch the door. You go directly to your penis and touch your dick with your dirty hand. Then you zip up and then wash your hands. Number one, it's all in fun. Number two, there's work to do. What do you mean? What? What is that? You got to clean up after. Is number that what two? your germaphobes anonymous uh, meeting well, says? If you go number two. You should definitely wash your hands thoroughly. With soap I'm just and talking water. about taking a piss here, Tony. And I think if you're a food handler, then you should also wash your hands regardless. I think in normal, you know, regular people in the field, the, the taking a piss is a, is a gray area. I walk into the bathroom like a surgeon with both hands up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like to my shoulders, and I'm just like I'm like Catherine Zeta Jones d- dancing through wires. Um, but get- I will. I. The less I can touch, the better off I am, the happier I am. Oh, it's always the less I can touch, the better I am, especially yeah. in a bathroom. And, like, the, the urinal with that stupid metal handle flusher, I'm not flushing that thing. It's the worst thing on I'm earth. I'm not touching it. I, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm not touching it. I don't know what to tell you. And guys will come in there, and they'll just grab it like a chimpanzee, like, it's like. Yeah. Wipe their yeah, nose. I love when use the, their mouth like a dog. I love when the deli guy uh, wipes his uh, <laughs> nose with his hand oh, and then serves me a pound of turkey. I was in a bar recently, not recently, but a while ago, and this guy, he was the bartender. I knew it because I saw him at the bar, and he went in the bathroom. <laughs> really? Yeah. And then he didn't wash his hands, and he left. He exited the restroom. having, And I'm like, you mutt. 
I saw this one guy. I was uh, looking, getting a muffler price the other day, and this guy is literally scr- eating a hoagie while scratching himself on the phone. <laughs> He's taking the sandwich, scratching his chest <laughs> with the sandwich in his hand underneath my car, eating it at the same time. He's like, hold on, Jim. He's got him on speakerphone. The other guy's like, hey, hold the sandwich. And he's like, all right, $300. I'm like, hey, can I get a bite of that fucking sandwich, buddy? I-